Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Danny Parkin Show. The Danny Parkin Show is coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Malcolm Brown scored a short touchdown at 17-7. Rams on top of the Bears. Three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter in a game that I will be the only person in America who looks forward to rewatching this game before I do four hours of afternoon drive in Chicago tomorrow because I've been doing this, so I've only been watching out of the corner of my eye. But, man, has that been ugly. We'll talk to Dan Wilkin in 35 minutes. He was at the Colin Kaepernick workout. 855-212-4227 is CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So this Kaepernick story continues to take twists and turns And it gets odder and odder seemingly by the minute. And I know that it's polarizing. I know that. I think it is in some ways unnecessarily polarizing because his message has been co-opted and weaponized against him for political gain. But nonetheless... Colin Kaepernick is clearly a lightning rod. And if you are quote unquote anti-cap, you don't like what he was protesting for, how he protested. You don't like the pig socks. You don't like the Castro shirt. Whatever reason you have for not liking Colin Kaepernick. I'm wondering if we can have an adult civilized conversation here about him and see what we can agree upon. I'm a big believer that there are still a thing called facts. It's a radical take in 2019, but I want to believe that facts are not opinions that we should be able to come to a mutually agreed upon understanding of facts. And then we can disagree with what you do with those facts going forward. I think that's reasonable. And it seems to me like it is a fact that what is happening right now is that Colin Kaepernick is good enough to play football in the NFL. He's good enough to play. Now, this is clearly more about than uh, more about just football at this point. We all know that. But 
I don't know how, if you watched that workout yesterday, but we're not trained scouts, right? And I watched the live stream of the 60 throws that he made because I'm a dork and it's my job. But he was flicking the ball 55 yards in the air, occasionally on a dime. Some of the ball placement was off. Some of it was perfect. Showed okay mobility. Good zip on the ball. And a strong arm. Adam Schefter talked to an NFL personnel evaluator who said that he still had, quote, elite arm talent. And I'm just asking. Panther fan who watched Kyle Allen today. That guy have elite arm talent? Panthers have a chance to make the playoffs. Jaguar fan who watched Gardner Minshew for all those weeks. That guy got elite arm talent. Jaguars came into the season expecting to make the playoffs. Bronco fan. Brandon Allen have elite arm talent. Bear fan. Mitch Trubisky. Lion fan. Jeff Driscoll. And by the way, in Sunday Night Football, Chase Daniel is playing over Mitch Trubisky, which is, um, that is interesting to say the least. So this is when they bench Mitch Trubisky. That's um, curious. Down 17-7 with less than three minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's just going to spur up all sorts of conversations. I'll get to that in a minute when that game ends. But I genuinely do want to talk Kaepernick here because I believe it should upset you as a football fan. We're supposed to believe that pro football is the ultimate meritocracy. If you are eligible to play, you play. It does not matter your background, your race. If you are eligible to play, you can play. And I think that Kaepernick is one of the 75 best quarterbacks in the world. And it should be that simple. Now, we know it isn't. And we know that these are businesses. And Colin Kaepernick has created a business around being blackballed by the NFL. He uses a lot of that business for good with his Know Your Rights camp, and he's donated over a million dollars in charity plus his time. But he's making money from Nike. There's nothing against making money. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with Colin Kaepernick making money. He's an inspiration and an icon to many people. Nike can profit off of that. He can profit off of Nike. He can use his resources to help his charitable causes. I don't get why the idea of Colin Kaepernick partnering with Nike offends so many people. But again, different strokes for different folks. But he's good enough to play in the NFL. He's good enough. And we want to believe, I think, that we're watching a meritocracy here. And when Kaepernick isn't in the league... How do you tell me that this is a meritocracy, that the best players are playing? 855-212-4227. And if you say, well, he's good enough to – because so many people have said he was bad at the end. Even though he had a passer rating of 90, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions on awful teams with great arm talent. People still would say – I mean, evaluators on television would say not good enough to play. That is clearly not true. And then you get into the question of, is it worth it 
to bring in whatever level of talent he is, let's say low-end starter, high-end backup, and have the distraction that comes with it. My question to you is, how much of a distraction are we talking about? Because no one ever proved that the NFL ratings were down because of Colin Kaepernick's protest. That was never proven by any sort of data. The national TV games were terrible. There was a lack of star quarterback play in the NFL. It was post-Peyton Manning, and it was an election year when cable news was up, NFL ratings were down. But even if Kaepernick contributed to a percentage of the ratings going down, which maybe he did, maybe he didn't, it seems to me like just as many people that hated him loved him, enough time seems to have gone by that I think apathy has set in for real people, not people who get mad online, not Twitter bots. Did you see how many people showed up to that protest in Atlanta yesterday to protest the workout of Colin Kaepernick before the locations got moved? Three. One, two, three. There are about 20 people there in support. There are about three people there in protest. And that was it. People were like, oh, if you signed Colin Kaepernick, it would be a circus. The NFL announced the date of the workout, the location of the workout, and the time of the workout. And count them, one, two, three people showed up to protest. So what's circus? And this was done in bad faith by the NFL. And it was just shady. Randomly on a Tuesday, they say you can work out on a Saturday. It's not a team. You're not working out for a team. You're working out for the league. The clause in the thing says if you get hurt, you can't sue us, but also you can't sue us. Uh, for There's no more collusion lawsuits because we've given you this workout. He's like, no. He wanted there to be cameras there, so it was unedited footage. Kaepernick doesn't trust the league. The league doesn't trust Kaepernick. 25 teams showed up to the league event. Only eight people were willing to make the one-hour drive to where Kaepernick ended up hosting the workout. He's never going to play in the NFL again. I'm not even saying that he will. But I do not believe for a second that the NFL just reversed course and said, sure, Colin, come here. Based on the waiver, you could read Michael McCann at Sports Illustrated, the legal analyst, said there was no way that Caps representatives were going to let him sign that sheet of paper. I just find the whole thing to be disappointing. Like, genuinely disappointing. We are watching bad quarterback play. There's a quarterback out there who is not great, but good enough to play. And teams are afraid to sign him because of the appearance of a circus that may or may not ever show. And I'm not even saying that the circus won't come, by the way. Who knows? Maybe he will be such red meat for the president that he will start tweeting like crazy to whatever team signs Colin Kaepernick. Cap will protest uh, again by kneeling during the national anthem and the whole thing will start back up again. I'm not even saying that that's not possible. It absolutely is possible. I just don't think it's a bannable offense. And I think when you see Adam Schefter get a report that says that he's got an elite elite arm talent, I don't know about you, but I cover the Bears. 
They just benched Mitch Trubisky with three minutes left in the fourth quarter down 10. Bears don't have a quarterback with elite arm talent. So, yeah. I would be willing to put up with the quote-unquote circus for some upside at quarterback. And I've got to imagine a lot of you out there would too. 855-212-4227. I find myself fundamentally disappointed in how this entire thing went out because it felt like there were bad faith actors by the NFL, by the teams that went there. And Kaepernick, listen, he doesn't trust the league. I don't think he should trust the league. But I'll be honest with you, maybe there's an extra hoop or two that he could have jumped through in order to get in. I'm not going to lie to you and say the the thought didn't cross my mind. He strikes me as an Obi-Wan Kenobi type figure right now. Star Wars and New Hope, strike me down and I will come back with more power than you've ever imagined. He's more powerful being out of the game than he is being in it. I believe him that he wants to play. I take him at his word. But Kaepernick has turned into, for some, an icon. Colin, for some people, has done heroic deeds. He does good work with his money and his platform. And the NFL has decided that he's not worth it. Given that it's supposed to be a meritocracy, I find that to be said. As a football fan, I find that to be said. As someone who doesn't think that peacefully protesting during the national anthem is an affront to the flag or our troops, I find the outrage to be ridiculous, frankly. But here we are with a league that doesn't trust a player and a player who doesn't trust the league and a player who is stronger operating for now outside of the league and trying to do this on his terms, and the league doesn't do things on players' terms. So no team is trusting it. Like It should tell you everything that you need to know that when the league said it's okay to work out Colin Kaepernick, 25 of the 32 teams were interested. When it was on the teams themselves to work out Colin Kaepernick, zero of the 32 teams were interested. That should prove to you this isn't about football. And if it's not about football, are those other things really worth keeping him out and getting this upset over? I would say no. Huge breaking news with Trubisky being voluntarily benched. We'll get into that, plus your calls. Dan Wilkin was at the Kaepernick workout. He joins us in 20 minutes. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the Danny Parkin Show. What a weird ending this Sunday night football. That was totally bizarre. Bears down 10. Matt Nagy consoles Mitch Trubisky on the sideline, then puts in Chase Daniel. Then the Bears public relations team releases that Trubisky's return was questionable with a hip injury, but no one saw any sort of hip injury take place. They play Chase Daniel. They lose the game. We'll see what Matt Nagy says post about the post game about the severity of Trubisky's injury or if it was just completely made up. But Matt Nagy's offense was terrible for 57 minutes. And now there's going to be a week's worth of quarterback questions about who's going to play next week, seemingly from a phantom injury. Who knows what the hell that just was. The Bears coach will be at the podium in a matter of minutes. We will let you know what he says. 855-212-4227 is the telephone number. And uh, Dan Wilkin was at Colin Kaepernick's 
workout for NFL teams that just, it was doomed for failure from the start. I just, they never passed my smell test. After three years of keeping him out of the league, all of a sudden the NFL is inviting him on a Saturday, not letting the media in, not telling him who his receivers are, making him sign a waiver that would be used against him in any further lawsuits against the league happening on a Saturday instead of a Tuesday when there were normal workouts, not pushing it back a week at Kaepernick's request. He had to fly in his own wide receivers. He then has a backup location set up because he wasn't comfortable with the waiver. 25 teams are willing to go to the NFL's version of it. Only eight show up to Kaepernick's version of it. Zero teams wanted to work out cap themselves. Once the NFL said it was cool, then 25 teams showed up. It's just so strange all around. My opinion last week, my opinion last year, my opinion two years ago was that Kaepernick will never play in the NFL again. And the NFL has made him stronger both by settling in the collusion lawsuit and by turning him into a martyr. And he is one. They exiled him for peacefully protesting when he's good enough to play. Now, you can say that the noise and the hysteria around him, he's not good enough to justify that. That's a reasonable position. But saying he's not a good enough football player to be on an NFL roster, and this is purely about football, that's no longer a reasonable position. I don't think it ever was, but when Adam Schefter is quoting NFL executives saying that he's got elite arm talent, and you're out there watching Brandon Allen and Kyle Allen and Gardner Minshew and Jeff Driscoll, you cannot tell me that Colin Kaepernick's not one of the 75 best quarterbacks in the world. 855-212-4227. Jeff in South Carolina is on the Danny Parkin Show. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Danny, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. All right, listen, I was uh, just telling you guys on the phone a minute ago, um, the thing with me was that, that I do, in my opinion, I think it would be a big, big distraction. Um, and I know you said there was only three people to protest that. I don't know what they're protesting. Let him work out. That doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother me at all on that. But I also said, you know, with uh, uh, the thing that bothered me was Tebow back when he was going and, and you know, I mean, what was records Tebow as a, as a starter, or excuse me, Tebow's record as a starter. I think he lost one or two games. Um, and I think he was kind of put in the same situation where they kind of shunned him because of his religious beliefs and things there. And, and in my opinion, I think he was shunned there. Um, so I think the NFL has a right to say, you know, you're too much of a distraction or the NFL team owners have a right to say that too, that, Hey, you are too much of a distraction. This is a team you know, and we have to operate as a team. We have to have cohesion. And I'm, I'm a 20-something-year high school football coach, so I understand um, how the team aspect works. You can have all the talent in the world, but, you know, if you don't play together and you don't have a cohesive group, then you're, it's not going to work. So, in my opinion, But yeah, who, who is he distracting? Because Colin Kaepernick won a teammate award as voted on by his teammates his last year in San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick is very, very popular among NFL players who are majority African-American. So who is he distracting? Well, I think it comes – he may not be a distraction. I mean, just in my opinion, I think it would be. And I'm a veteran, and the the kneeling for for the national anthem, yeah, it bothered me. And I'll be upfront and honest about that. Um but I think that as far as a cohesion, and I had no idea that he had won the teammate award or anything like that, he may not be. 
Um, is he is he talented enough? Yeah, I agree with it. He's he's talented enough. I loved watching him play. You know, before all the the, the you know kneeling and things like that went on, I loved watching him play. I thought he was a heck of an athlete. And uh, but I think too the the clips I saw of the uh, the tryout and the things he said afterwards was I think what bothered me too. And I don't think there's a change in that or there's any kind of you know hey I'm going to work with you and I'm going to work a little harder to try to, you know, not Oh, there's no question. Colin Kaepernick is not coming off of his cause, Jeff. I mean, he, listen, and I, and listen, I, I appreciate your call. There's no question that Colin Kaepernick is saying, here I am. I'm good enough. You guys are scared to sign me. I mean, he called out the 32 NFL owners and Roger Goodell, which let's be honest. That's not the best way to get a job interview, but it is a good way to rally your base. Kaepernick is not bowing down. He's not dancing for him. He is saying, I'm good enough to play as is. Take me for all my flaws, right? I'm not saying Cap's perfect. I'm not saying that the socks were appropriate or the defense of the Castro shirt was appropriate or everything that he did leading up to yesterday was perfect. He is not perfect, but no one is And there are plenty of flawed players in the NFL in terms of how they are as players. I argue that his flaws, whatever you deem them to be, are not worthy of keeping him out of the National Football League. And to do so is collusion. They've already settled and paid him. Immoral. And just antithetical to what the league is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a meritocracy. If he's not in it, you can't claim that it's a meritocracy anymore. And that sucks. I want to feel like I'm watching the best football players in the world. If Kaepernick's not in it, I'm not. Plain and simple. Nate in Milwaukee, get a word in here real quick before Dan Wilkin, who was at the workout. Hey, hey, quickly, Danny. I first wanted to say I'm a big fan of yours. I listened to you on 670, uh, despite being a fan of Wisconsin sports teams. Yeah, I thanks, man. A lot of myself and you and uh, hope to be a sports talk host someday, although I wouldn't claim to have your love of talent. Um, as far as the situation with uh, with Cap, I, I, in the spectrum of blame, I put 100% on the NFL. I think the biggest, you broke down all the facets. For me, by far the biggest one is the fact that they were going to make him sign that waiver. Like, you're really going to sign a document signing your life away against any future litigation, no matter what happens. I mean, I, I, to, to me, once you hear that they're looking for him to do something like that, on top of the fact that the media can't come, I mean, it's so shady. It's so obvious that it's just here. Let's work out so we can keep up our appearances. Let's have you sign this doc. Nobody's going to sign you, and now you can't ever sue us again. I mean, it Correct. came across so obviously to me on that. I and, agree. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was a transparent PR ploy by the NFL to try to make it go away. Right, and then if I could just say one more thing, super quickly. I the one thing I will say, putting myself in the owner's shoes, I don't agree with it. But I think what they're thinking is that even if five percent of my fan base stops following my team, that translates to real revenue loss. And I think that they are scared, and that's why. But I just, you know, if if Kaepernick makes your team better, you know, that could very well make up for that. So yeah, listen, Nate, I gotta I gotta run. I appreciate the call and the kind words. I uh, I'd love to find some proof that that would be there. And I know personally in Chicago, a lot of people who were anti-cap when Trubisky started to be so bad, they're like, hey, let's sign him. 
winning makes you money in the NFL. And frankly, you still make money even if you lose. I don't think it would be a tangible large amount. I obviously could be wrong. There's no proof to say that it would. There's no proof to say that it wouldn't. Dan Wilkin was at the workout. We'll get a firsthand account of a truly singular day in NFL history from the USA Today columnist coming up. This is the Danny Parkin Show. All right, welcome back into the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius 206, and the Radio.com app. Thrilled to talk to this guy. Always love reading him with college sports, but he's a national columnist for USA Today, and he was at the Colin Kaepernick workout on Saturday, and he's kind enough to give us a few minutes. Dan Wolken from USA Today. Dan, thanks for the time. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really well, and I've got a hundred things I could ask you, but we'll start simple. What was Saturday like? <laughs> uh, it was strange. I got up to the Falcons facility in the early afternoon, uh, anticipating there would be maybe a little bit of a scene there. And, and uh, there was, in a sense, I mean, you had like three anti-Kaepernick protesters uh, on the right side of the gate that enters the facility. And then on the left, you had maybe... 20 people, uh, the crowd was growing a little bit as it got closer to the time of the workout. And of course, ultimately, uh, it didn't really mean anything. Uh, word started to circulate uh, maybe about 30 minutes before it was supposed to begin that Colin Kaepernick was not coming. And that so everyone saw the tweet from Adam Schefter. He was the first who had the statement from Kaepernick and his representatives. And of course, if you know Atlanta, uh, the Falcons training facility is way way out in a northeast suburb called Flowery Branch, which is, you know, it's kind of halfway to South Carolina. And they decided to do this workout at a high school that's south of the Atlanta airport. So it's like a 60-mile drive. And so you, you saw all these reporters jumping in cars to try to hustle down to the whole other end of the metropolitan area and uh, Got there, and and it was very clear that this was not sort of a last-minute thing. This had been very well planned, and that uh, there was security and equipment and all the stuff that you would need. It did not suggest this was thrown together at the last second. So then he does the workout. Fans are on the perimeter. They come by the hundreds, and uh, it was sort of this very, you know, triumphant vibe there, and yet in terms of the NFL factor, uh, there were only a few teams that came to the second workout. It was, I don't think it helped Colin Kaepernick in any way to actually get a job in the NFL. And when he made this statement that uh, was very powerful, but again, what, what does it all lead to? And I think that's sort of the, that's a long way of telling the story of Saturday, but it, it, it was, it was just odd. The whole thing. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to even happen when I was doing my radio show on Friday because I was just expecting some curveball, and then we got one, but it didn't end up canceling the entire thing. Uh, Just from a football standpoint, Schefter also gets the report from an NFL evaluator that he had elite arm talent. I know it's not just about football, but do you believe purely as a football player he proved that he's still good enough to have a roster spot? Oh, who knows? I mean, what are we supposed to really gain from, from what happened there? I mean, look, he, he threw the ball fine, um, I guess. I mean, there were some throws that were, to the to the layman eye, that were good and some that were not so good. But, you know, those kind of workouts, like I don't, I don't sit there and watch quarterbacks 
doing those kind of workouts every day, and I don't think most people do. Um, what what is it supposed to look like? You know, he's throwing he's throwing to receivers, no pads, no defense. Um, most of the passes were completed. A lot of them had some some good zip on the ball, but I, I mean, is that really going to tell us anything about how he was? I mean, I just going based on his past history, like yeah, he's an NFL quarterback. Um, is he an NFL star quarterback? Probably not. Could he play? Sure, but I mean, this goes back to the conversation that we've been having for three years, which is teams would just rather sign somebody else who is not going to be the uh, who's not going to command all the gravity in the locker room if it's just going to be to play backup quarterback. And then so I, it's just round and round we go with this thing. Dan Wolken, national columnist for USA Today, was at the Colin Kaepernick workout in Atlanta. Did you think that in any way the relative small number of people who showed up both in praise of Kaepernick and to protest them, you mentioned it was only three people that were anti-Cap at the original site of the workout. Do you think in any way that shows the NFL like, hey, like people aren't maybe as mad about this as you think they are? I wouldn't go based on that. I mean, again, like I said, the Falcons training facility is is a good distance from uh, this central part of Atlanta. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't know that too many people were going that far out of the way on a, on a nice college football Saturday in the South where uh, you had Georgia playing Auburn in the afternoon. Like, I, I just like I think most people have better things to do, frankly. Uh, but look, it's it's at this point. Like, I don't even know if it's about the kneeling. I think for mo- – look, everyone's dug in on one side or the other how they feel about it. Uh, but and, – and there's definitely going to be a lot of people who just are never going to accept anything Colin Kaepernick does or says because they have their own reasons, some which I'm sure are purely ideological and some which are racist. I mean, if we're just going to be honest about it. Uh, but – regardless of all that like I don't even I don't even think it's about that anymore it's it's just okay this is a guy who you know he's 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 a quarterback who could play in the NFL but he's not necessarily a a big time star and so what does that mean and do people want to go through the trouble of just the whole thing the whole circus and you know if there was anything that was proven Saturday it's that uh, it, it is going to be a circus if somebody does bring him into their locker room. Do you believe, based on what we now know about the waiver that the NFL wanted him to sign, like, do we have a good read on why the NFL did this? Because I still don't exactly understand their motivation for throwing this thing together. Yeah, look, if, if you look at, at the whole situation and say, okay, why did this workout happen? And his agent, Jeff Nally, said the last couple of years, there have been no teams who have called or wanted to work him out or have shown any real interest at all. So who requested that this workout happen? Why did the NFL put it together? Why under these circumstances and conditions? Why on that particular day? And why with this waiver? And, you know, if you're coming from the standpoint of Colin Kaepernick, if you are to believe I don't think it's all that um, outlandish to think maybe, you know, the, the NBA did this uh, to, or I'm sorry, the NFL did this to try to kind of put everything to bed once and for all, to get him to sign this waiver, 
uh, to waive litigation that, that would release the NFL from all future potential uh, legal issues involving Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that's, makes as, that's as good an explanation as any, uh, but, you know, who, who knows ultimately? Yeah, it just it seemed odd all around and the distrust that both sides clearly have for each other. Like, I felt like you could come away skeptical, obviously, from the NFL's intentions. But then from Kaepernick, I comped him to Obi-Wan Kenobi earlier in the show, like strike me down and I will come back uh, more powerful than you could ever imagine. He is more powerful not playing football. If you want to use the word martyr, that's fine. But he came out of this to me seeming more powerful be, by, by way of calling out the NFL in that defiant tone after that workout. Yeah, I mean, I've said that for, for a while. Um, you know, I, I think there's no doubt that, that his star, his brand, uh, whenever he gets on a big public stage, only gets enhanced when he's in, you know, publicly uh, that visible. But, you know, it seems to bring him further and further away from uh, from actually playing in the NFL. So um, those two things are cross purposes. Uh, what is it going to be? What is his, his ultimate destiny? I think at this point, and I think it's been the same for the last year or two, it's pretty clear his destiny is, is to be a celebrity, to be a social justice uh, activist, and to, to use the, the power he has uh, across you know all those um, – outlet to the cultural icon to, to affect change. Um, it's, it's not necessarily that, you know, that to be an NFL quarterback, that that's sort of a, uh, you know, it's almost like that's a side gig, even though, you know, kind of pursuing that is his main goal is what's made him more uh, influential as the other. So it, it's, it's a strange dynamic. It's something we haven't really seen before. And, and um, I, I think it only, you know, I think it only that, that disparity only grew grew on Saturday. Do you believe that Colin Kaepernick wants to play? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, t- I take him at his word that he wants to play, um, but is he? But how far is he willing to go, or what is he willing to do uh, in order to make that happen, or in order to um, you know put put aside the the concerns and the issues teams might have? I think that's really where the rubber meets the road in this thing. Yeah, because at this point, there's no way to assume that he will play, right? I mean, the odds seem astronomically stacked against him from ever playing again. Yeah, I don't think the odds were very good going into yesterday, and I don't think they're any better now. In fact, they're probably worse. Um, Look, I understand all the concerns and the mistrust that he has at this point, and I think that's that's altogether fair, but... You know, I do think there is also a case to be made that, you know, if you're going to be in the NFL and take a job with a team, that there's got to be some give in what you demand. Uh, because, again, it's a, it's a supply and, and demand issue. There's a bunch of guys out there who can, you know, go play backup quarterback uh, in the NFL. And teams have made the determination that there are people who are equally effective and less trouble uh, in, in certain ways. So, um, that's just kind of the determination that's been made. If Kaepernick wants to try to change that dynamic, it does not seem like he's willing to do it at this point. Dan Wilkin, national columnist for USA Today was at the Colin Kaepernick workout. Dan, thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks.
No, I appreciate you. That's Dan Wolken, USA Today national columnist. It was weird from Jump Street. That's the top takeaway. I don't think he'll play again. I don't think the NFL wanted him to play again. I think they staged the workout to help with future lawsuits. Cap called their bluff on the waiver. Wouldn't sign it. Only eight teams showed up to his workout. And the NFL made him stronger. Cap got paid once. Jumped through a bunch of hoops. Got to get back out in front of people. He will be a big talking point nationally tomorrow. In addition to all of the happenings of week 11 of the NFL. Teams are going to need quarterback help. And his name will still be out there. I mean, honestly... This year, next year, the year after, Cap's name will still ring out when quarterback play gets bad in the NFL when you've got Adam Schefter quoting a current NFL personnel man saying he's got elite arm talent after that workout. So with that workout yesterday, the NFL thought they would maybe get him to be in a position where he couldn't sue him anymore. And for Cap's trouble, even if he doesn't get a job, My guess is he bought himself another two years of every time there's a backup quarterback or, you know, a Matt Schaub or a Matt Castle or a Jeff Driscoll, people bringing up the name Colin Kaepernick, which frankly is a win for Cap. 855-212-4227. I'll go over my top takeaways again from today in the NFL and a shocking end to Sunday night football with the benching of Mitch Trubisky. I'll get into that, plus your top takeaways for the day coming up. Plenty of time for your calls. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.